Welcome to the program. On today's episode, I have Jeremiah Johnson here via Skype all the way from Charlotte, North Carolina. He's here today to talk about his new ministry, his brand new book, and of course, I had to talk about and address the rumors that have been circling around since his public apology that took the media outlets by storm. But before I get to that, I want to say this. I appreciate you for tuning in to watch my show. I know you have a lot of choices on television right now, but the fact that you're tuning in to my program is very much appreciated. You know, your support means the world to me. As you stand with me and pray for me and pray for this show, I want to remind you that I need your support so I can continue to grow this program and the mission that God has given me to share the gospel around the world is the one that I want to accomplish through your prayers and through your giving, through your support. And by standing with me, I want to thank the PTL Network for supporting me on, my, on what I call my God-given mission, and that is to preach the gospel around the world. You know, I like to bring people to the program that have impacted our society, our culture, and people that have a message for this moment, for the now moment, for this generation, for where our current culture stands. And in the church, I got to be honest with you. I think the church is in trouble. That's just my opinion. The way we respond to controversy, the way we respond to leaders when, they, when they're real with us, when they are honest with us, we still have a long way to go on how to respond to our leaders. I know this firsthand because being in the public eye for 20-some years, you're held to a different standard. You're held to a different accountability for what you write, for what you say on television, or maybe what you put out on social media. And a few months ago, a friend of mine called Jeremiah Johnson went public on his apology about a prophecy that he wrote about, he preached about, he stood by. And I got to tell you, I received a lot of media calls. I received a lot of messages on text, on emails, even social media asking me to respond and to comment. And without hesitation, I said, absolutely not. I don't meddle in on other leaders' business. I don't go in and share my opinion publicly, let alone when it comes to uh, a situation from another ministry. I know firsthand what it is to go through a public uh, humiliation. I know what it is to go through a public discourse and what people have to say about it. You never know what's on the other side. You never know how you're going to impact the words that you write about or the comments that you make. You never know if that can be a breaking point on the other side. I stood silent. Instead, I prayed. I prayed for my friend. I prayed for his family. I prayed for his ministry. I prayed for every situation that they were going through because we had just experienced almost identical uh, situation 
where the media went wildfire on it and the comments and people wanted to know the truth. Well, listen, I don't think people are ready for the truth. I love this portion of scripture right here. I want to read it to you in the message translation because the Bible is very clear when you meddle in an, another person's conversation. And when you try to play God, when you try to go in and say your opinion, this is what the Bible has to say. Not my opinion, but I love what the Bible says in James. That's the book of James, chapter 4, verse 11 and 12. I love this portion of translation because it doesn't get any more clear than this. This is what it says. Don't badmouth each other, friends. It's God's word, his message, his royal rule that takes a beating in this kind of talk. You're supposed to be honoring the message, not writing graffiti all over it. That means canceling it. God is in charge of deciding human destiny. Who do you think you are to meddle? <laughs> oh, man, I can stop right there. We can preach on that right there. But who do you think you are to meddle in the destiny of others? This is a great lesson for you and I to understand that when God's word, when God's prophetic mantle is in someone's life, you need to stay out of the way. I love this other portion of scripture. It's, it talks about Proverbs. It talks about a friend loveth at all times and a brother is born for adversity. There's power in unity. You know, over the last several months, my special guest has been talked about. He's been publicly humiliated and ridiculed for giving what he writes and what he's saying is an accurate prophecy. And rumor has it now, I can't believe, I hate rumors, but rumor has it now that he has quit the ministry. Well, guess what? I wanted to talk to the man himself. I wanted to, you know, not hear what this person has to say, what the media has to say. I wanted to hear from Jeremiah, and he's here today to address these rumors and much more. I want you to help me welcome best-selling author and prophet Jeremiah Johnson to the program. Welcome, Jeremiah. Mondo, thanks so much for having me. Good to see you again. You know, before we talk about your mission, and by the way, your brand new book called Houses of Glory, Prophetic Strategies for entering the new era. I want to talk about what has transpired in the last few months or so and clear up some of these crazy rumors that are circulating about you and where you have been and what's going on. I want to know this because most people don't think this way. But what did you feel as you experienced the public humiliation and the ridicule on social media and the media outlets to the response that you received when you decided to go public for giving what you write and what you call an inaccurate prophecy? Yeah, I think my, uh, my experience was something that I, I'm not sure I was ready for. Um, you know, I, I felt on a personal level, I was supposed to go low and repent for what I felt was an inaccurate prophecy. I thought maybe uh, a lot of the hate mail and, and some of the accusation that I would get would be because I had missed it, but we kind of experienced the exact opposite where there were so many Christians and folks from all over the world that were deeply angry 
that I had written a letter of apology asking the body of Christ for forgiveness uh, from prophesying that Donald Trump would win a, a second uh, term. And so uh, a lot of we, you know, we received everything from death threats, uh, tremendous, tremendous financial loss. A lot of folks that had stood with us for uh, numerous years uh, turned turn their backs on us. So it has definitely been a, an interesting season, to say the least. Uh, I see the hand of God in it all. I remember, uh, you know, Joseph being thrown into the pit. Most people know that story. And when his brothers visit him all those years later, uh, he, he says, uh, it, it was God who, who did this, not you. And I actually, as I've, you know, prayed, fasted, stepped away, and just had a time to process what's happened, I see the hand of God uh, using uh, this season of pain and rejection, public humiliation, as you've mentioned, uh, really all for my good and his glory. So at a heart level, uh, I'm, I'm doing well. Uh, surprisingly, I have some great mentors, fathers, and mothers uh, in the faith that have walked me through this season still as a young man. But it's been a difficult season, uh, but I see the hand of God in it all. You know, you released a video series titled, I Was Wrong, explaining what went wrong. You know, so many people were saying, you don't need to apologize. Why are you doing this? Why did you feel, Jeremiah, you had to apologize to all of us? How do you respond to this question? Yeah, it's it's a fair question. My my response is just simply that's what the Lord asked me to do. Uh, you mentioned earlier in your introduction. You know, we we all have to follow the Lord, and what God would instruct uh, one person to do, He'll instruct someone else to do another. And so I felt very clearly that that's what the Lord had asked me to do uh, was to apologize, and then. Just through this series, I, I wanted to be as open, as honest, as candid, walking people through uh, my process all the way back in 2015 to the present. So I would say I, I apologize because that's what I felt God was leading me to do. And then the series was just my attempt to walk people through um, my process. But as I mentioned earlier, uh, the more I repented and said I was sorry, uh, the more uh, support and followers we lost. Uh, in fact, two things I'll share. Uh, somebody from our organization said that I was literally going to repent us out of business. And the second thing was I had lots of young people, Mondo, uh, struggling in their sin, reach out to me and say, if this is how the body of Christ treats people who repent and try to make it right, I never will. And you had alluded to that earlier in the show, but I was extremely heartbroken to hear from a lot of younger folks struggling with sin, trying to find the courage to repent like me and watching me be blasted uh, like I was, uh, was certainly not an encouragement to them. Jeremiah, all the people who, and you said these words, and I'm, that trusted you, right? All the people that stood with you in your ministry and supported you. I got to ask you this. How do you get past this moment, man? How do, you, how do you encourage someone that has gone or is going through what you just went through the last several months? How do you get past this moment? What's the key to getting through? 
Yeah, I mean, Mondo, I mean, we were, you know, Washington, D.C. the weekend before the election. I was with Mario Murillo, Lance Wall now. I mean, we we were at the, the high, I mean, we, we were at the highest of highs uh, all through 2020. I mean, we soared high in popularity. I, I was being asked on every show imaginable, every radio. I mean, it, it, it was, uh, so I mean, I'm just trying to say, I mean, it, it, we, were, we were as high visibility as you could get. I remember being in my living room uh, in Charlotte on election night with Mario Murillo. He was on one couch. I was on another. We were watching it together, having just come from Washington, D.C. And I'll never forget, you know, the, you know, it gets like past almost midnight and you're, you're seeing the vote sway and all of those things. And, and then, you know, walking my process out where I, I seek the Lord about Lord you know, I, I said publicly he was going to win a second term. I even felt initially maybe the election was stolen, all these things. And then, you know, God, I, I remember the night God came into my house. I, I call it the fear of the Lord. And God just just strongly spoke to my heart, said, you need to make this right. This is not about being right. This is about posturing yourself and humbling yourself. And so I, I wrote that first letter openly to the body of Christ, because I'd prophesied openly to the body of Christ on January 7th that I was sorry. And I, I go from this national sought out, you know, well-supported individual in 2020 to, I mean, oh, the, the fall w was incredible. The hatred, the vitriol, the New York Times, I mean, Washington Post, every, every kind of, so just sharing a little bit of the journey, how, how, did, I, how did I make it through? Um, I think two things, having mentors in my life that called me, um, that said, pay attention to who your friends are right now, who wants to be your friend when you're at the lowest of lows, pay attention to those people. Uh, which for me in my life, most of the folks that I ran with won't even talk to me anymore. So I learned a valuable lesson and not just having friends when everything is great and you're, you have attention, but having friends when you're at the lowest of lows and you're trying to walk out a process of humility and repentance. And then I think the other thing was just the Lord himself just being in his presence. I'm now fully offline. I don't have social media accounts, all of those things. I think just detoxing from what's happening, all the current events, all this stuff, just spending time in God's presence has really revived my heart, helped me to think clearly. I'm honestly at a better place than I have been in years, and I'm grateful for that. I have more passion, fire, zeal in my heart for the Lord and His coming than I ever have. So I'm grateful for the whole process, but just in 12 months time or even six months time from where we were to where we are now has just been, uh, it's been a wild ride, Mondo. Uh, you know, before we get into the new room that you're in right now, I want to clear up this crazy rumor that has been circulating around because several national news stories have convinced many 
that you have actually quit the ministry altogether and got a secular job. Is this rumor true? No, the rumor is not true. Uh, you know, when I went to the Lord and asked him what I should do, the Lord told me to end Jeremiah Johnson Ministries. And so when last year, in the last, really last decade, I was traveling underneath Jeremiah Johnson Ministries. And, you know, I was, you know, provided a lot of prophetic commentary on current political events, just a lot of different things. And the Lord told me to lay that down and just give birth to a new movement called the Alter Global, uh, which is a movement of Christians that share a common urgency and a desire for the return of the Lord and the preparation uh, of the bride. So uh, we, we shut down Jeremiah Johnson Ministries, but ended up birthing a new movement. Um, but when it was announced in the news that Jeremiah Johnson Ministries had shut down, we, we literally... Uh, Mondo just deleted all of our social media accounts, almost 1 million followers uh, that were following us last year. We just shut down those accounts and have started all over again. So to me, it's a, it's a rebirth. I didn't quit the ministry. Um, I, I, I have certainly died uh, to some things that I was involved with that I now feel were distractions. Uh, but as I mentioned before, I, I actually feel a greater passion and a zeal for the Lord than I, than I ever have. There you have it. So every single one of you that are wondering, I'm going to give you an advice from a great Italian man. Shut your mouth. <laughs> that should be in Proverbs somewhere. Shut your mouth with all the crazy rumors. Jeremiah Johnson, if you just tuned in, you're watching, you're hearing Jeremiah Johnson. He has a brand new book, brand new ministry out. Listen, I feel the charge of the Holy Spirit right now. Get the rumors out of the way. Get all the distractions out of the way. Because Houses of Glory, a prophetic strategies for entering the new era. This is Jeremiah Johnson's brand new book. I'm going to put a link on the screen where you can go get the book. And I, I'm going to challenge every single uh, of the watchers and anybody that is watching right now or watching on social media, watching through the PTL network across the United States, go and support Jeremiah Johnson. It's time to get back in focus and understand we don't have time to lose. We are living in probably one of the most critical times in the history of the church. And Jeremiah, I got to ask you this because you are writing about you have entered into a new room. What do you mean that you're a new uh, that your room is new? What what's inside of that room? <laughs> yeah, Mondo, it's so great you you mentioned my new book Houses of Glory, you know, and I'll tie it into this new room. You know, this book is my 12th book and I admit that I'm still learning that sometimes it's not you write books, you are the book. And last year during the COVID-19 crisis, as it began to manifest in the earth, I recognized that God was going to begin to deal with what he called celebrity Christianity in America, that there was a new era that the body of Christ was entering into. And this new era was going to be about family. Uh, it was going to be about the moving of the Holy Spirit amongst the family of God. 
And little did I know that one of the things God was going to deal with, even in my own heart, was that celebrity, notoriety, popularity. He said, shut down uh, Jeremiah Johnson Ministries, and I want you to birth a movement. It's not about a man anymore. It's not about you. And so this new room that I, I find myself in, in this new season of my life, which I wrote this new book, Houses of Glory, out of is it's just there, there's a, you know, the, the book, the book of Isaiah in chapter six, it says in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up the, the train of his robe filling the temple. It wasn't until God removed King Isaiah, excuse me, King Uzziah, that Isaiah saw the Lord. And I just believe that there's a removing that God is doing of a heavy emphasis on politics, a heavy emphasis on big celebrity Christian leaders. God's removing that. So really we can see him. I really think the new room, the new era that God is releasing in the body of Christ is a bigger vision of who Jesus really is in a generation and the fact that he's re really is coming back soon. Oh man, L listen, I, you're, you're fast forwarding everything and, and my time is going so fast. I got to get to this because you're talking about the new era. What is, what era, what, what, what era are we in right now? This is so intriguing because it seems like, and it feels like the church and the community uh, is disconnected. It's out of focus. It's like we are not on the same page with what God has ordained us to be. And that is preparing for the day of atonement. Can you talk about what era are we in right now? Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds so simple. I mean, I, I just, I believe we're, we're in an era, I, I might just call it a Jesus people movement that I see, uh, you know, people know, you know, know the 1970s, that Jesus people. I, but I, I just feel, as you mentioned, there's so much distraction. Uh, there, there's, there's so much infighting. There, there's so many opinions out there concerning current events and politics that what I believe God wants to do in this new era, it's, it's, it's a singular focus on the man Jesus, on, on his ability to manifest himself in the earth and build families and build cultures around himself. So I hope that that helps a little bit. But the way that, Mondo, that I've been hearing it in the secret place is, is this, Jesus is going to win the beauty contest in these last days. There are so many uh, individuals, so many topics vying for our attention. And what Jesus is going to do is he's going to open up our eyes to who he really is. Jeremiah, I got a, you know, a lot of television programs right now are opinion based. A lot of them. I mean, they're exploding on the scenes. And it seems like the, the, the people are following those opinions versus following what does God have to say? What does God's word have to say? It's like they're hanging on every word on this opinion. How dangerous is holding on to the opinions that are being based right now, according to the current culture? Yeah, I, I think it can be very dangerous. I think sometimes we, we think our opinions or our bias are the truth. And I admit that I've been there myself. In fact, like I said, I've actually had to disconnect 
from, um, you know, being uh, overwhelmed and, and super involved in the media. I, I've had to push back and detox and really ask myself, am I, am I lined up with the truth of God's word? Or have I bought into a narrative? Am I more loyal to my opinion and my bias than I am to the word of God? So I know for me, uh, I'll even confess, it's so easy to get swept up in opinion that that just you grew up with it. People that you follow are spitting it out, but you haven't really stopped to find truth for, for yourself. So I, I think we're in a real dangerous time right now. And again, I admit as, as a public figure that this has even been a struggle of mine that I'm being detoxed from and I'm learning how to, how to put my roots in the word of God in his presence in a deeper way than ever before. Jeremiah, I just got a few more moments Houses of Glory is a brand new book by Jeremiah Johnson, Prophetic Strategies for Entering the New Era. Real quick, how, what, strat what strategies do we need to put in place so we can enter into this new era? I think the greatest challenge, Mondo, is that individuals, especially regarding their personal life and the corporate church, the strategy for the new era is that we're going to have to hit delete on all that we know. God is coming to challenge religious systems, the traditions of men. There are things and there are practices that we have worshipped for far too long in the church and in our lives that must be torn down and challenged. So I would say a primary strategy is get everything on the table learn how to hit delete. God is coming like a wrecking ball to the church, and we've got to get ready for the new era. Can you pray for us, Jeremiah, and help us enter into that new era? And as you pray for us, I want you to go get this book, Houses of Glory, Prophetic Strategies for Entering the New Era. You're going to learn so much about how to pray in this current era that we are in right now and how to put in place your prophetic strategy. Can you pray for us as we leave? Yeah, God, I, I pray like I, for these folks, like I pray for myself, Lord, remove the blinders, remove the veils, remove the scales from our eyes, Lord, any deception that we are under right now, Lord, we humble ourselves, Lord, pride is so blinding to the truth. And Lord, we ask that you would confront pride in our own lives. Lead us down the humble path. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. I want to thank my special guest today, Jeremiah Johnson, best-selling author, prophet, teacher. And I want to tell you something, one of the most prolific leaders of our time. I, I, I got to tell you something, Houses of Glory is the book that you want to read right now. Prophetic Strategies for Entering the New Era. Get this book in your hands. I'm going to put a link on the screen where you can get the book, support his ministry, pray for his ministry and his family. It's time that we need to stand together. And I want to tell you something. If there was ever a moment that the church must arise and grow up, it's now. Listen, it's time to get smart. It's time to understand what the true meaning of friendship is all about. 
A friend loveth at all times, and a brother and a sister is born for adversity. I got to go, but don't miss the next program. I have a very special guest. You're not going to believe who that person is. Attorney Sydney Powell. She's going to be joining me on the next episode of The Mondo Show. Stay tuned as we talk about the current culture and how is it going to affect the church. I got to go, but remember this, keep the faith. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.